0: Do, 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 do. Here we go. My name
1: is Todd. Mrs. Gabby.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number five hundred ninety-eight. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding, and always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. On today's show, what today, are
1: you... today's Todd's birthday.
0: Today is May third. Forty-nine years ago today, my mom was pushing hard. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One one way to say it.
0: She was. Thank you, mom. Rest rest your rest in peace, back up there in heaven yes. or wherever you are. Yes,
1: around us. Um, happy birthday, honey. Thank you, sweetie. And we were just trying to do some uh, vocal warm ups. Yeah. So we don't sound like it's six in the morning.
0: Sweetie, it's not 6 in the morning, it's 6.25 in the morning.
1: Oh, okay. We've already... So, anyway, we are So, hopefully, we're sounding a little more awake. Um, What was your question, dear? Tease
0: the show, because then I need to talk about other things.
1: I want to talk about a a few things. I want to talk about um, grief and anxiety, but specifically, this quote. We're frightened by powerful creatures that want to eat us... And anyone or anything that may potentially change us.
0: Say that again?
1: Okay. We're frightened by powerful creatures that want to eat us. Don't you run from something that, like, if you saw, like, a bobcat, like that guy. Oh, yeah, okay. I would can you get, run from I that? I get behind that, yeah. Okay. But we're also that frightened by anyone or anything that may potentially change us.
0: Yes. Okay. I think I can get behind both of those things. Although with the bobcat, you're not supposed to run because the the bobcat will think you're prey. So you're supposed to- Right.
1: So which things, which animals do you run and which animals do you not run? Uh, Well, an alligator or a crocodile, you got to zigzag. Okay. I know that. Why?
0: Uh, Because they don't have much, they have no stamina and they don't have ability to change, to, to turn. They can just run straight really fast.
1: Well, why don't you just run around them then?
0: Um, maybe I just heard zigzag. Okay. That's what Brene Brown said yesterday on her daring to lead audiobook.
1: Okay. I'll take it.
0: That's where I get all my survival (laughs) information from Brene Brown. (laughs) Um, so that'll be an interesting, and is that from a book or what? Yeah, it's from
1: from a book, but it's also, I want to relate it to how, how we're all doing now in 2021 in regards to mental wellness.
0: But first, um, can we talk about these
1: things? Yes. Okay.
0: So. Kathy got this um, one-a-day calendar, which I sometimes bring up on this podcast.
1: It's a Zen one-a-day
0: calendar. It's a Zen Buddhism oh. one-a-day calendar. So it's just a quote. So on today, so May 3rd, which is my birthday, I can get behind this quote. Okay, let's hear it. Because then I'm about to make fun of the other two. Okay. When you ar- arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy, and to love.
1: Yeah, that's sim- simple. Who, who said that?
0: Simple and direct. Marcus Aurelius. Oh, yes. So, all right, that's good. I like that one. Okay. You ready for this one? Uh Uh-huh. Which one should I go with first? Oh, they're both equally unbelievably weird and not useful. To you. To me. In the shop, the paperweights on the picture books, the spring wind.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to
0: read it again. In the shop, comma... The paperweights on the picture books, colon, the spring wind. <laughs> okay, so let's think about this. Okay, who, who said that? Kiko Takai. So I think it's a poem. K- kito Takai. So it's part of a poem. All right, so I, I'm starting to get my arms around a little bit. Okay. So you're in this shop. Right. And there's wind. Correct. And there's paperweights on the picture books. Right. So the paperweights hold things together. So they don't fly away. So they don't. So the spring
1: wind comes up, but it stabilizes itself.
0: It doesn't really help, but that's what I think it means. Okay, thanks. So I'm going to give that one a D minus. So good morning, everybody. Uh, This one is from Zen Cohen. All due respect to Zen Cohen, if he's alive or dead. No,
1: honey, that's not a person. It's a Zen Cohen, which is like a (laughs) story. It's like a. It's like a. A story to help explain something. Or is it? I have a book. Actually, a listener emailed me and said, do you have a book of Zen Cohen? I'll bet
0: you there's a Zen Cohen out there too. (laughs) Um, Say this is a stick and I will beat you with it. Say this is not a stick and I will beat you with it. (laughs) Now what will you say? I guess it doesn't matter what you say. You're just going to get beat by a stick.
1: Okay. So not that I have like some like fancy answer for you here, (laughs) but remember Zen, just the whole concept of Zen. Yeah is about the paradoxical nature of life yeah. and how everything is like empty. Like we, we have to empty our minds of what we think things no are. No problem. I emptied it as soon as I read this thing. Uh, right. And so basically it's just like, does it need to be called anything? And does it make a difference in it's what not happens? very helpful
0: because apparently I'm going to get beat with this stick on my birthday, not no less. Not today. Not today. All right, so um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody got anything from that. I just think it's fun to try to work through some of these weird Zen, zen things.
1: Well, some of them, like some of them, are poetry. Some of them are quotes that are pretty uh, modern, mm-hmm. and then a lot of them are literal, like Zen proverbs, yeah. or and I find them very. Um, thought-provoking in the morning, but something's telling me you already ripped off today's.
0: I did. Okay, so... Because I want an example of okay. what a good one was. Okay, that's fine. Since it's your
1: birthday, that's yours. You keep that.
0: Um, so Kathy does a Zen Parenting Moment that will land in your inbox twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we you like to begin the show talking about one of the ones that she wrote in the last week. And this one is called Rocks. The most beautiful rocks have the have faced the hardest waves. So, sweetie, why don't you riff what you were trying to get at when you wrote this one?
1: Well, you know, I wrote that a long time ago and just kind of revised it for Zen Parenting Moment. It was about, I think it was J.C. who used to um, carry rocks in her pocket, maybe at our suggestion, but as a way to to calm and as a way to remember what she's connected to and a way to... And again, she as a kid wasn't saying all these things, but the, the intention was for rocks to be a stabilizing thing in her pocket so she could touch it and remember. It, my youngest daughter now does that occasionally too. But the whole point is is that if we can see rocks as a um, an example of something that throughout its life, which... Is a lot longer than ours. Mm -hmm. You know, depending on where it is, gets beaten up by the weather, gets beaten up by water, and it becomes more defined, unique, beautiful, and it weathers those storms to become itself. And it's an example, obviously, of us as human beings is that we will change, which is that connects today to what we're talking about. We will change, but... It helps us become even more of who we are by the experiences we have in life. And rocks are just like, think about some of the rock formations we've seen, you know, in our lifetime, Mm -hmm. either through pictures or in person of what the weather has done to them and what they become, you know, and they become examples of how to. You know, reconnect to what we are and stabilize.
0: Well, and you know, rocks take all these incredible forms. Correct. Like a diamond is a rock, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. But whenever I think of rocks, I think of like you know, um, rivers. Like think of the a river runs through it. That movie. Or when we go to my brothers in Seattle, we go on these hikes, and you know, there's gentle rapids. Yeah. And the rocks in those rivers are like kind of they're just smooth you know some of them are huge you could barely pick them up and some of them are just smooth and they've just been beaten over I don't know millions of years I mm-hmm. guess I don't know and it's just quite poetic and I always feel I don't know I always am in this place of gratitude whenever I'm encountering rocks in nature if that mm-hmm. makes sense.
1: Well, yeah, for this reason, right? Because you know, we can be very literal and be like we're a rock and life is the river, mm-hmm. right? And so it gives us some sense of stability that the the rip, like we have the strength to manage water, but it is going to change us. Yeah. But it might possibly make us more beautiful <laughs> yeah. and it might possibly even, you know, cause we keep saying beat up, yeah. which by definition are not, it sounds negative, but we're also being sculpted and formed and developed by water. So
0: we're about to hopefully come out of this pandemic. And I would say, unless you're really an interesting person, you are probably a different person as a result of the pandemic.
1: I think as a result of 2020, right. I think there was many besides the pandemic, which, you know, Todd, the girls have really been questioning me about my language because, you know, I woke up today as all of us have been over the last couple of weeks reading about India and mm-hmm. we are not through this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, India is at a, they're
0: in yeah, they're it, a nation. They're there. Yeah. They're yeah. Going
1: on. And so to be like, we're through it or to even use that language seems like we're forgetting about, um, people that are just like us experiencing what we did mm. or what we have. And, um, I just don't want to talk about it that way yeah. because our country, our, 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 I keep saying country and nation, our world is still suffering and struggling with sure. this. So, um, anyway, we are, we as a country have, because of vaccines and because we're a wealthier nation are privileged enough to yeah. get to a place. Yeah. It's a good awareness. It is. Um, but we still are struggling with this because when people on the other side of the world are, are suffering, it affects all of us. Sure. Um, so anyway, I was just thinking about friends of ours, people we know who have family in India and what, what that must feel like, because there's, there's like a travel ban now there. Mm. I just, it's so scary. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm just redefining what you said, 2020, I think, um, racial justice, the pandemic, the admin- outgoing administration were all t- combined. Um, impactful. Impactful. Plus, I'm saying the outgoing administration, but also the whole election sure. and all the injury yeah. and challenge from that yeah. and the challenging of the election. It just, it's sometimes hard for me to like wrap my head around. Mm. Um, and I think the reason is, is because we're still dealing with the repercussions of all of it. Sure. So is that what you were moving into or were you um, going to say something
0: else? No, I was just, uh, you know, whenever life throws us these significant curveballs, because we all have them because we're human beings, do we have the, can we, can we be molded the way that water molds a rock on a river? Can we be molded from this conscious place or are we going to resist it? Yes. Is kind of where I was just wanting to share.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: sometimes I'm swimming upstream and I'm resisting everything that's happening to me. And other times, because it's hard, you know, when when life is throwing you curveballs and changing you for whatever reason, it's uncomfortable. So it's, yeah, it's just not easy.
1: Well, the reason that, so first to finish up about the rocks, you know, I say in that, that Zen parenting moment that, you know, that my daughter carried rocks in her pocket to remind her and I think it's something that we can all do. I know a lot of people, um, after getting that, they emailed me and said, I collect rocks and I've always collected rocks and I, I love rocks. And I think there's a reason we're drawn to rocks. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a reason why when we're walking by the water, we pick up rocks. And yeah. I think we find, you know, I have a friend who has a bunch of rocks that look like they're shaped like a heart. And, you know, the ones that become really beautiful and colorful. And I think it's because there's some part of us that identifies with them. And there's some part of us that feels, um, supported and understood by them and and i know for those who are like it's an inanimate object or whatever you know if you understand that we all come from the earth then there's energy in rocks you know there's an energy that they emit um and that we can feel it and we relate to it
0: are you ready for the last line of a river runs through it
1: sure Eventually, all
0: things merge into one, and a river runs
1: through it. The river was cut by the world's great flood and runs over rocks from the basement of time. On some of the rocks are timeless raindrops. Under the rocks are the words. Some of the words are theirs.
0: I am haunted by waters. I've always been, um, moved by that last scene in this incredible movie with Brad Pitt and a bunch of other amazing actors. Craig Schaefer. But I've never really understood those last lines. Yeah,
1: you do. <laughs> I say that because you well, used to say that. some of the words
0: that. are theirs. Some of the words are theirs. Nature's?
1: Mm-hmm. Is that... The people that we have come into our lives. Mm-hmm. The Our history. Um, time. Um, you know, that, that last... Because li- that's... That movie comes from a book. Yeah. So those last lines are about understanding because in that moment at the end of that movie, he's fly fishing as an as an old man. Yeah. And, and everybody Jesse he has died. Loved his has, you died. Know, yeah. Everybody that's his wife. Everybody has died, and he so and and we we attribute the word haunted to negativity. Sure. But haunted is not always negative. It's just like saying getting beat up by water. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's not haunted means it wakes me up to it reminds me of it keeps me you know in a, in a place of consciousness and understanding so well and that's
0: that's what throws me off cuz when i think of haunted i think of like haunted houses
1: right and that's why i said you do because yeah. you've told me that that last line has always disturbed you since for like 20 years well, but now i feel like you get it
0: well but maybe that's the point like the author chose a word that was going to make me remember it if he would if he would have used a different word that was, that was easier for me to understand, it probably wouldn't have affected me as much.
1: I think that's exactly right. And I think that's why that's, that, those Zen
0: proverbs or whatever. Whenever I get confused, I'm just going to go back to April 29th. <laughs> In the shop, the paperweights on the picture books, the spring wind.
1: Right. And if they're too literal, like, you know, sometimes life blows through and, and we have to hold on. Mm-hmm. Then it doesn't, it doesn't give us any time to contemplate.
0: But I don't know about the stick one. I'm just going to get beat by a stick, whether I say it's a stick or not.
1: Well, life is going to, going to, you know, change you, whether you call it good or bad.
0: Yeah, I guess that's all right. That's good, too. Yeah, I guess these are good.
1: And the, you know what they are is we make fun of them because you and I both laugh. Whenever there's like one that makes me laugh, I just put it on Todd's mirror. So it's not as if I'm so above the laughter about it. It's just that all of a sudden we kind of figured those out.
0: hmm Yeah. And it took you and I processing it. And yeah. sometimes in the morning, I don't feel like processing anything. Dude, I even- just want to be uplifted. I know. Right?
1: I know. It's, so do I, especially on your birthday.
0: All right. So we're 17 minutes in and haven't begun it. Begun it? Begun it. Yes. Be- began, begun.
1: Um. So, but we kind of have because there is a... There is a river that runs through it. And there, there is a thread that runs through it. There's
0: also a link in the show notes that if you want to subscribe to Kathy's End Parenting Moment, you can do that. So just scroll up on your show notes of this podcast.
1: Yeah, it's just an email, comes every Tuesday and Friday. And, um, you know, that's, that's good. Um, hopefully it helps your mornings, helps me write. Because I, I mean, what I mean by that is that writing has been helpful to me during this time because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure all sorts of stuff out. Aren't, yes. aren't we all? Yes. Um, and one of those things I was, you know, I, I said to you guys, I'm like having an issue right now. As it's like one of my favorite life issues is I have too many books that I love, um, and I like walk around with like three books that I'm in the middle of reading. It's mm. like it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm always so you know, inundated by good books, because sometimes there's none. Mm -hmm. And I feel very empty, like, I don't know what to read, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, reading People Magazine, because I'm like, I can't find a book I like. And then sometimes I just get inundated with really good books. And right now I'm having that experience. And one of them, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, it's Martha's uh, Beck's book, The Way of Integrity. And I really, really like The quote that I read you at the beginning, which is that not only are we frightened by powerful creatures that want to eat us, which is very literal, that's our survival mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Like we run away, we don't, we, you know, we want to outrun Mm -hmm. whatever animal wants to eat us, but we're just as frightened of anyone or anything that may potentially change us. And I believe personally, and just watching what's going on post pandemic, or it's not post pandemic. See, I caught myself mm-hmm. again. At the, at the end, the other end of the, the bell curve of this pandemic. I, how do we even say it? Let's come up with some language. The
0: Well, we're speaking very specifically about where we live things are different here yeah. doesn't mean things are different everywhere. So we just need to qualify. How about
1: this? The movement through this pandemic, Okay. the movement through this pandemic, we, I am watching and personally experiencing the results of what we went through last year, which what that means is you can't have an experience like we all did. Even if you kept your job or stayed in your same house or we're lucky enough to not have anybody you know pass away from covid or for the most part things stayed fairly stable to you there's no way that you could not have been affected by by what we went through as a nation and as a world and then like i said add on all those other elements the election and the the racial justice uh, movement and and these things are still continuing but they really were heightened right and what these things do is they change us. And part of people's push to go back to and I'm putting this in air quotes normal is I want to run from that change. Mm-hmm. I don't want to change. I don't want to know these things. I don't want to believe that there's that much uncertainty. I don't want to deal with the anxiety I feel now. I don't want to look any of this in the eye. I want to run away like it's a like it's a scary animal. Mm-hmm. And the uh, while I, you know, and that's why I love this quote in Martha Beck's book is that that's completely, oh, that's my alarm. So hold that thought. Yes. Please hold. (laughs) Okay. So I'm coming back and I will get back to what I was just saying. But the reason that we had to pause is that because we're doing the show in the morning, we have children that are leaving for school. And this week happens to be like AP testing week. And so there's like, people are leaving early and there's a lot of tension and anxiety around it. And it's just kind of an example of experiences. And I know that, um, you know, when we're talking about testing or things with school, there's always been anxiety around things like that. But I know that it's heightened. I know that what we're trying to do right now coming off of the experience we have had last year is we're trying to reintegrate through this door called normal. (laughs) We're trying to say, okay, so we, you know, kids are back in school, you know, we're back in sports. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, let's reestablish the AP tests. Okay, let's everybody go back to normal. And what we're forgetting is what we just went through. And and I'm not saying that I don't really have a solution like so that means school should do A, B and C. I, I don't have a, a directive here. What I'm offering or what I'm saying out loud for myself is we are expecting a lot right now, mm-hmm. as far as what our capabilities are after going through traumatic events. And that I feel like I've been saying this so much. I don't know if I've been saying it on the show or to other people, so I'll say it again. 2020 was a lot of trauma and everybody experienced that in different ways depending on your circumstance. Some experienced it from afar by watching and some experienced it super close up. And now, because some of the crisis has dissipated a bit, meaning it's not so intense. We're feeling it now. Because when you are in crisis, you can only attend to that crisis. Like our brains are really wise in that when we're in crisis state, we just sift really easily. I, I'm using that from... Um, Glennon Doyle's book, Carry On, Warrior, she talks about in crisis, it's like we become sifters and everything that's not important sifts through the calendar, and we only hold what we absolutely have to do. But then after a crisis begins to dissipate and things want to go back to quote unquote normal, we have to regather what sifted through possibly. Mm -hmm. Because some of the things that sifted through were things like school. Yeah. Or things like seeing other family members, or things like socializing, and um, and while we miss those things, it's a lot to ask to ask us to just go back to the way it was before. And again, I didn't even say what I was going to say. Twenty twenty was the trauma. Twenty twenty one is dealing with our mental wellness. And I don't say that to be scary, like ooh, we got to deal with this. What I say, I say that with compassion and gentleness, that if you are going through your own anxiety or grief right now, yes, that's not surprising at all. And you shouldn't be like, well, ugh, you know, but I'm here and I'm lucky or, you know, it shouldn't be this way or, or why am I going through this when things are so much better and my kids are back in school or, you know, it that you, you can't just leap over things. Like you are a rock in the water. The water has been running over you. And maybe you've been like pretending it's not, but now you realize you're different. Mm. And there is grief in that. But what we're going to do is either accept this, that we need to deal with our mental health, or we are going to deny it. And we're going to run away from it like we do animals. Mm. And if we run away from it, it's going to create more of the same. And that's what creates, you know, we talk about, I, we haven't talked about political polarization in a long time, but that part of the reason that we become so polarized is when you believe something and you don't want to take in any new information because it will then possibly be a door to open questions in every aspect of your life so you fight harder against the new information you don't want to change you don't want to look at it you don't want to recognize these things so then you become even more polarized in your political views or just your life views because you're like you all you people have to be wrong because if i open that door in my brain then my whole foundation crumbles and i'm not gonna let that happen
0: so i agree with everything you said and i guess i have two slightly uh, one is a different take not a different take but just like looking at it through a slightly different lens Um, but the first thing I want to say is what's funny is in this quote you know we're frightened by powerful creatures that want to eat us and we talked about running away from those powerful creatures what's interesting in you know the bobcat example that we gave earlier is the last thing you want to do when a bobcat's In coming up towards you is run because it thinks you're prey. And metaphorically, like if you think about that, we need to turn towards the thing to protect us, which is uh, really kind of confusing to our nervous system because our nervous system, the bobcat gets us uncomfortable. So the first thing we want to do is run away from it. So we got to face our fears or whatever that powerful creature is. And the other thing I want to say is that, um, you know, when we have. the metaphorical Bobcat, which is a 2020.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, those are really, really, um, uh, you know, the pandemic COVID could have killed us. Like it's a very, it's very literal, mm-hmm. but now we're getting back to normal and we have an AP. One of our kids has taken an AP test this morning and, you know, we're sending her love and blah, blah, blah. Our worries just shift. correct, And we don't recognize the difference between a pandemic and an AP test. And they're two very different things.
1: Our mind, our rational mind does, but our body. Yeah,
0: like our reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's interesting how, you know, our ego is very clever in attaching itself to whatever it wants to be, whatever it can be scared of.
1: Well, and, and I have like a deeper layer to that is Forgive me, everybody who writes AP tests and who cares about them. I don't care about it. Mm -hmm. So what it caused me to do, and I, I was always kind of thinking these things before anyway, but it doesn't, it gives, to me, it gives me a frame of reference of like, these things don't matter. Like these things that we have invested so much energy, time and money in, and these things that we have built up around the idea of what education needs to look like and that you have to, you know, you know, do this honors and do this AP and do this, you know, make sure you get into the school or do this. I've always questioned all that. But now I question it times 10. Mm-hmm. So it's like so I agree with you. Two things are true at once, which yeah. is very Zen and paradoxical, is that we have changed from I'm worried that people that I or people I love will die mm-hmm. to I'm worried that my child won't do well on an AP test. And and can we hold those two things and say, okay, big difference. Yeah. And that the amount of stress that we create, that we're like running on the same level of stress creation that right. we were last year about things that don't matter. Right. We've just exchanged it.
0: That's what I mean. Oops, is that me or you?
1: That's that's me because now <laughs>
0: Well, before we, before we pause, we're like
1: we're still parents this morning, we're trying to like see our kids well, off. Well, and what I want to say
0: is that, and it's not just about the AP test, it's about anything. Like you might go out with friends this weekend and we worry about whether or not they're going to be able, like, it's, a, it's not about the AP test is like our ego is just going to find, scan its environment and find whatever threats is a threat. And, but we don't, there's a part of our brain that doesn't understand the difference between a pandemic and. If we're going to be able to go out with our friends this weekend.
1: Because the feelings that it creates in our body is the same. The thoughts, just by definition, regardless of what they're about, feel stressful. Mm-hmm. So our body doesn't have, oh, I think I'll have an AP stress response and this will be a right. life or death stress response. It doesn't discern. It doesn't discern. We just have a stress response. Okay. And there. this is going back to what the tools are always. All right. Okay. So we just send everybody off. To school to do their things that we're trying to make less stressful, that we were just talking about. So, returning to this idea um, of discerning between things that we experienced last year in 2020 and things that we are still experiencing or trying to heal in 2021, the bottom line is understanding grief and anxiety. Do you know, I was reading yesterday, Todd, that um, anxiety is should be the a stage of grief that it's like the missing stage of grief they're gonna rewrite the stages of grief on us now well no and there really is no they because elizabeth kubler ross came up with the stages of grief and then david kessler because he worked with elizabeth kubler ross before she passed away was able to connect his sixth stage which is meaning to the stages of grief. But a lot of people talk about how within the stages of grief, anxiety is the stage that we don't talk about.
0: I don't know if this is right, but this is what I just Googled it. The seven stages, shock and denial.
1: Well, don't do seven. Five are really the truth. Oh,
0: five stages of grief. Yeah.
1: um, Meaning that there's a lot of people who have kind of done... Denial,
0: Mm -hmm. anger, Uh bargaining, depression, acceptance.
1: And then David Kessler, he brought in meaning as number six. When people do seven, eight, nine, mm. that's people like kind of riffing on their own. Okay. But that is like the heart of, of it. But people want to, and I'm saying people, a lot of people have written about the fact that we don't discuss how anxiety plays a role in grief. Mm. And I personally experienced this and that we, you know, we've been experiencing this in our own home, like how this looks and how they're interconnected and how, part of being rocks in the world hit by water what rocks have on us why they're better off than us is yes they are energy and yes they are part of the earth and we are connected but they don't have a mind like we do which is what do we do with our experiences the 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 rock allows itself to be shaped and formed and it doesn't think deeply about why am I being shaped and formed and is this the form I want to be and is this the right form and what what form is everybody else what does this rock look like we are going through, we are not only running away from the animal, which is change. We, we don't want to change. We want to just jump over everything that happened and say, now I'm back to normal. Don't make me be different. And then we're not only denying that experience, we're denying the grieving process and the anxiety that we're feeling about all of this change and how to sit in the discomfort of knowing what we know about the world now. Mm. What we know now if you didn't know it before, is that it's uncertain mm-hmm. and you're not guaranteed anything and that your kid may not have a prom and that your job may not survive and that you, that people we love may die mm-hmm. before we, you know.
0: Before they're supposed
1: to. The, before then we're putting that in air quotes, you know, because a lot of times we're like, oh, when people are older, but there are many people that got sick And we're young or long haulers, you know, people who got sick and recovered but haven't really recovered. And then just the mental health toll. And again, I said this about 20 minutes ago 2021, to me, as a human being on this earth, but also as somebody who talks about people's mental well being and helps people with their mental well being, it's all about mental wellness. We have got to pay attention to our kids and how they're processing this. We have got to pay attention to our own needs. One thing that Todd and I were kind of forced into this a little bit by some things going on in our home, but you and I go to bed probably two hours earlier than we used to. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, and that's made all the difference in the world because I don't really know, but I know it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Meaning I think us getting two more hours of sleep or at least winding down Two more hours before we used to. That's something I think we learned in the pandemic when there wasn't much going on and we were going to bed earlier. And now we're using that as a tool for wellness as we and our kids are dealing with the repercussions of the experiences they've had. We need more sleep.
0: Well, and uh, so two things. One is on sleep, we're actually having Dr. Darius uh, talk to us a week from Thursday. Oh, good. Open to all men, women. Uh, It's a men living event, but any Zen parenting listeners are welcome.
1: So basically it's a men living event. It's like an open... Yeah, he's
0: going to lead with a little bit, but it's going to be a really organic discussion uh, with whomever decides to show up that night. So how do people... Go to menliving.org. I'll put it in the show notes too. You can RSVP just... Just go to the show notes and it's it's free. It's free. Okay. Um, And then the other thing is because yeah, sleep is hugely important. You know, I sometimes walk around with a rock in my pocket, and sometimes it feels good just to squeeze something hard that you know is not going to give, like it's stability. And then, um, but the other thing that nature teaches me is uh, like a rock or an animal. Is surrender, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, it's not like you know. I know the rocks don't have brains, but I'm choosing to believe that they're just okay with the water running over them every single moment of all the time and get smoothed out. They're they're not resisting it. I don't think that's part of who they are, right? And the same way, like when animals are in their last stage of life, um, I think most all animals have this acceptance mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So this brain of ours that has been developed over millions of years is such a wonderful tool, but it also gets in the way. It's really hard to accept when we have this developed prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just something that I always think of is when, you know, if we can like unlearn some of these things and have this surrender or acceptance with what is, um, and we can look to nature to help us cultivate that
1: yeah and you know it's interesting you said it's like you know talking about the human brain and you said we have this developed prefrontal cortex that's really where we can be more rational Mm -hmm. but it can also be the place where we try and it's just everything is is a paradox, right? Because really the place that we're responding from is that fight or flight place, which Mm. is a more reptilian brain. And the frontal lobe should help us rationalize this whole process, but sometimes over rationalizing and trying to make something, something it isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like too much. Like we're, we're, we are so complex, which makes us amazing, and we're too complex to understand the simpleness of life. Well, I just think of, like, toddlers.
0: Like, they're two years old, and when they're happy, they laugh, and when they're sad, they cry, mm-hmm. and they don't they don't have a fully developed brain, which is really a glorious place to be.
1: <laughs> you know what, Todd? Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, Cameron and I were just driving around. You know, doing nothing. We're like, let's go mail this. Let's go get nice tea. We were just kind of talking. And um, there was a lot of kids all over our neighborhood and other neighborhoods running around, like in sprinklers and in Mm. pools because it was like 80 degrees in Chicago. And I said to Cameron, do you miss that time when, like, your whole day was like that? You know, like you'd wake up and go outside and you didn't didn't know if it was 9 a.m. or, Mm. or, you know, two. And she said, what I miss is just having a day where like I'd fall down and be sad or be mad at someone and then let it go. And then you go to bed happy. Mm -hmm. She goes, I miss that. Like moving in and out. She, this is my words now, but this is what she was trying to say. Moving in and out of feeling without holding any of it. Yeah. Letting go. Exactly. Letting go. Good. And she said, she goes, so I don't know that feeling anymore. She's like, cause now she's like a sophomore in high school. She's like, now all I think about is what's next. Mm -hmm. How am I feeling about this? How'd I do yesterday? And So it's like her brain has grown because she can look at all these things and contemplate them. Like you said, she can rationalize and organize in her prefrontal cortex, but there's also so little simplicity Mm -hmm. in that kind of living. And, and I could so relate because can't we all as you know, she's a, she's becoming an adult, but us as adults, we're holding so much at the same time. Well, I just think of like adult depression.
0: Like I don't know if there's four year olds that get depressed Like they get sad, but it's situational, right? Yes. Whereas most of our depression is not based upon what's happening right now. Right. Like a four-year-old, if it gets if I'm, I'm just, I don't know what I'm talking about. But if a four-year-old gets depressed, it's probably because something is happening in the moment.
1: They're witnessing something they're experiencing. Whereas
0: something. our depression, usually, you're sitting in your house or safe. You're safe, mm-hmm. but it's projecting into the future or recalling something that happened before. So, it's just this. You know, I have this reverence to. You know, I even think of like our neighbors, we have a bunch of neighbors with younger children and oh, they go out and play and not that, the, that their lives are perfect and these, you know, eight year olds don't have challenges too, but like there's a simplicity, like their biggest thing is to go out and play or like think of Halloween, like your whole idea is to go eat candy. Like that's, (laughs) that's currency.
1: And you have feelings that have been taught to you about things like summer days and Halloween, which is enjoy this. And this is great. And we, the thing is, is you and I have parents, as parents have moved through that stage. Like we were in it. Mm -hmm. And you know what I was freaking out about? Mm -hmm. Is anyone getting hurt? Mm -hmm. What kids are in my yard? And, Mm -hmm. And I'm not even shaming myself for this. It's just we look at it through a lens of, oh, it's so simple. But when you are the parent with kids running around in water, there's other fears. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are they safe? Are they
0: correct? But that's because we're adult people who are looking at scanning the environment for threats. And you're talking about the kids. I'm talking about their experience. Yeah, of
1: course. And we have had that experience. Like when Cameron said that to me, I, I could remember my life, you know, when I lived in DeKalb of like in the summer, you wake up, you go outside. All you had to do is go out in your front yard and you'd find people. And then you would be playing and go here or there. And all of a sudden, it would be dark and the streetlights would come on and you'd have to go home. Like, I remember that. And there was stressors in that, but they like came and went, came and went. You'd forget about it. And this is... Um, well, there's a quote. Yes. Youth is
0: wasted on the young. Yes. Which is kind of true. And it's not true at all. Right. We can do what a seven-year-old does today we can do what a four-year-old does today and experience life in the moment and allow emotions to come and go and not get depressed.
1: We can, but I also want to be honest about the fact that you would have to be someone who, stu- who was a monk mm-hmm. on a mountain studying mm-hmm. how to be that way. Yeah. And I say that because I think, so one of the things that really grounds me in life, um, I know a lot of people have their religion or belief system or you know the way that they look at the world. But what I know for sure is there's certain things that work no matter what situation I'm in. Number 1 is mindfulness, number 2 is connection, number 3 is love, number 4 is compassion. Mm-hmm. No matter what situation I'm in and I mean no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like you know people be like, "Well, what about this?" Those things work for me. And those are actually the grounding forces of Zen Parenting Radio. Like, that's what we focus on the most is that they, you can use them no matter what. But they are a practice that are, they're challenging in that our hardwiring and our neurobiology is very focused on survival. Hmm. So, a lot of these things, like you said, we naturally scan for threats. So to not do that is impossible. Can we buffer it a little bit? Can we have perspective on it? Yes. So I'm only saying that because when you say things like, we can be like a seven-year-old, we really can't. Well, I'm not saying it's easy. Okay. Is it possible? We can have glimpses of it. Yeah. But like, I'm looking at you and you're someone who studies this. We talk about this and we have for 10 years. Have you really ever felt like a seven-year-old again?
0: No, but I'll bet you there's people out there that do.
1: Well, what I'm saying is we're, we're, we're on the same page here, mm-hmm. you and I, but what I'm challenging is, is I don't want to be someone on a podcast who says we can be seven year olds again, because I don't experience that. Mm-hmm. What I experience are glimpses of what it feels like yeah. to be seven. Uh, in, in my book, actually, that's coming out in February, I wrote about enlightenment mm-hmm and trying to redefine that word for myself. Because people think enlightenment is something you're gonna reach, almost like a linear pattern, and once you reach it, you're there, and yeah. you're like, I'm enlightened. There is no such thing. Yeah, Enlightenment are glimpses and moments mm. where you realize where you are and who you are, you know yourself to be the rock. Mm. But it doesn't sustain, because it can't, Todd, because we have human brains, even and again, I'm using the monks again just because I read about them all the time. Yes, their brain is different than ours in that they meditate so much that their brain structure is different and they can actually sustain those enlightened moments longer. Mm-hmm. But they also live in a space, the monks I'm referring to, where they're not surrounded by other humans all the time yeah. in, a, in a reality that we're in.
0: So let's downshift a little bit. Okay. And what I mean by that is I see these kids on our block playing. Correct. I think a lot of us grown ups are really like, oh, wouldn't it be great just to play, just to play? Yes, we can do that. Sure, we can play. Right. So I'm not saying like continuous enlightenment all the time. I'm saying, you know, youth is wasted on lo- young, and kids play. Like w- as adults, we have the ability, we have the option, we have the capacity for more laughter, more fun, more play, and most of the not most of the time, a lot of the time I choose that life is more serious and, and I don't have time for it.
1: Absolutely. I agree with everything you just said. And so where mine is the more like minutia of it, I just, I, I'm very, I have a, like a, where I kind of like cringe when there are teachers who are like, you can live in this place of childlike wonderment. Sure, for moments, but that's not a sustainable place. Well, it reminds me of uh, Dan
0: Harris who wrote that book, 10% Happier. 10%. I love that. Me too. He wrote a book called 10% Happier, which is a really fast read, and I'm not much of a reader. And uh, his thing was, can we just be 10% happier? Not 100% all the time. Like, Just take the edge off some of the things that you're really worried about. By ten percent,
1: and what you're saying is very literal, which is we not we're not going to be seven year olds. We may not have their brain anymore, but we can learn from them and we can play and sure. we can laugh. And that is the other thing is that something that I have been playing around with for lack of a better way to say it for the last however, you know couple months, is that I can wake up and cry about something. I'm being changed. Mm. I can feel myself being changed right now. Mm. I, i'm I am a rock being hit by water. But I also later on can laugh, and I can also like be very grateful, as I always am, and that it's not one or the other, that you can wake up and be overwhelmed and be stricken. I will say it this way, stricken by grief, Mm -hmm. because that has happened to me a lot lately. But also later in the day, be really playful and joyful, and that grief is... It can be everything, meaning we can be, I have had that too, where we have days and days and months or whatever, where we really can't feel anything but the grief. That's real too. But for those of us who are feeling that vacillation between normalcy, but I don't feel normal, or I'm trying to get back into the the stream of life but i'm still feeling afraid you can move in and out of that yeah. like when you feel grief you don't have to think to yourself well if i feel this then this is all i'm going to feel sure that's not true you can feel all the things and they all belong and the truth is you always have felt them you may have just been denying them mm-hmm. and my hope for us in 2021 is less denial of our mental well-being because as we have read and as we know in our own families, mental mental health issues are through the roof yeah. as far as like people experience with anxiety and depression and chronic illness and um, feeling discombobulated in whatever way. It's through the roof. And we don't have to feel alone in that. See, like when I wake up and cry in the morning, I'm not like, oh, poor Kathy. I'm like, Wow. The, the, we're all going through this, not just my family, but people I talk to, the world, and there is like a kinship in it. Like this is part of being human. um And as rocks, we're being formed into more compassionate and loving people. That's the one thing that I'll tell you about grief: is if you can move through it and feel it. Um, it makes you gentler strips away the layers and more beautiful yeah yeah but i I don't like it either you know i I, when we talk about these things i'm so general that it may sound like wow kathy isn't bothered by grief (laughs) baloney i wanted to say the bs word but i didn't
0: yeah sweetie baloney sandwich baloney because there's somewhere there's a mom or a dad in the kitchen listening to this podcast with their four-year-old yes they don't want to hear that crass talk
1: yes and you know you know todd and i sit here and we look across at each other as we're doing this podcast and we know everything about each other in our lives. And I just, when I'm talking to you about things about mental wellness, like we, we keep each other honest about these things because we watch each other and we are experiencing life together and we know how painful it can be. And we know how we relate to it and how sometimes we're doing great and how sometimes we're not. And so, you know, we're keeping it honest here. That's right, sweetie. You and I keep each other honest because I can't look you in the eye and be like, "Let's just." And this is not what you were saying, by the way. I'm not making fun of you, but let's just live as seven year olds and be free. Like mm-hmm. it's that's not. It's just not that but easy. But what we can do is look to them, yes, and become inspired yes. by them, yes. So that I understand. And by the way, I just I appreciate that as it's kind of going to be my new thing. What is? Just to like. Not try and be like a seven year old or an eight year old, but just be like, right now I'm feeling heavy, so what seven or eight year old thing can I do? You know what my neighbors did yesterday? What?
0: It was 80 and sunny in Chicago. Uh-huh. And we have two, we have four beautiful children on each side of our house.
1: And kids down the street. And kids down mm-hmm. the
0: street. And they were on the trampoline uh-huh. in their bathing suits. Uh-huh. And Kevin set up the sprinkler uh-huh. to be just shooting water at them (laughs) on the trampoline. That's fun. Like, does it get any better than that? I don't think so. You're on a trampoline, it's summertime, well, it's it's May, but it's hot enough to be summertime. You're on a trampoline, you're in your bathing suit, and there's a sprinkler just killing you with water. It's beautiful. It doesn't get any better than that.
1: You're a rock.
0: Yes, they're and getting molded they're by getting the water. They're getting molded by the water. Yeah, the goodness of the that water. The
1: goodness of the water. It's enriching because, again, that is a great example of water also sustains. It It, it changes us and it sustains us. revitalizes it us. It revitalizes us. There's so much depth in this conversation that we didn't even get to.
0: I love water. Me too. This is water.
1: I have water right here.
0: I know you do. Um, so Dr. Darius is going to be with us a week from Thursday. This Thursday coming up, we have a Zen Talk. Zen Talk number 118, I think. Uh, the last two uh, Zen Talks... What time? We, uh, I don't know, but it's... I don't know. Okay, keep going. I actually have it my calendar. Zen Talk is on... Wednesday at 2.15 Central. Okay,
1: that's what I was going to say. I don't think it's Thursday. Yeah,
0: Wednesday. Um, so last Zen Talk, we talked about uh, a mom was struggling to whether or not they want to let their kid quit karate. Okay. And then um, some issues on anxiety and self-help. And then the one before that, we talked about porn and and things like that. So it's a discussion with Kathy and I and anybody else who wants to join us, if you're on the team, Uh, just scroll down show notes and you'll figure out how to join the team it's 25 bucks a month first month is free so we'd love for you to check out what it is that we're doing Um, Jeremy Craft he's a bald headed beauty he does painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area his website is avidco.net A-V-I-D-C-O.net and his phone number is 630-956-1800 if you're doing any remodeling in your house and you live in the Chicagoland area and then lastly uh, Men Living check us out we've got 7 or 8 programs every single week and it's just an opportunity for mostly men but every now and again we open it up to women too like we are with dr darius all genders all genders and um yeah it's just an opportunity for uh, people to connect with one another in an authentic way
1: and you know i'm just looking at the calendar since we were talking about dates and Sunday is Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. So today is Todd's birthday. Sunday is Mother's Day. Um, I would just like to say, because we're not going to be back till next week, of course, um, happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers who are working your your tails off right now. And I mean that in emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, I'm right there with you. None of us are alone, even though we can feel like it sometimes. And just know that you're loved and um, and we see you. That's right. And um, I guess keep trucking.
0: I don't know if I've said that lately. (laughs) Keep trucking, everybody. Adios.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review. It helps people find us.
0: Hey, looking for more support, exclusive content, and an awesome community of parents? Join Team Zen, where you'll get zero pressure and 100% support. First month's free if you enter the coupon code FRIEND. Go to zenparentingradio.com.
1: Time is at a premium these days, which is why we're delivering help and hope right to your inbox. Sign up to receive Zen Parenting Moment, a quick read two times a week that helps ground you and remind you of what you already know. Go to ZenParentingRadio.com to subscribe. A special
0: shout out to the guys or for women who want to share a pretty great opportunity with the men in their lives. Men Living is committed to improving men's lives through connection. Included in our program is a low pressure, 75 minute weekly virtual gathering for men to give and get support and build friendships. If you want to learn more, you can head to menliving.org.
1: Join us for our other podcast, Pop Culturing, where we take a Gen X view on movies and TV and have fun breaking down key moments and the themes that teach us what it means to be human.
0: And don't forget about our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft at avidco.net. Uh, he is a bald head of beauty, painting and remodeling throughout Chicago and area. His number is 630-956-1800. Thanks for listening, everybody, and keep on trucking.